And on the Michael Medved Show, uh, this morning there was a message from Ben Sass, the senator from Nebraska, who I greatly admire and strongly support. And he wrote, Mr. President, wake up and lead. Dishonor is a choice. Naively hoping the Taliban gives Americans and our allies safe passage to Kabul's airport is not a plan. It's a hostage situation. Uh, Senator Sass, thank you for making time for us. What specifically... At this point, where everything appears to be falling apart, including uh, even a bomb threat that uh, tied up the Capitol building for five hours today, what is the most important thing for President Biden to take on right now? Uh, The most important thing, Michael, is that we would make clear to the Taliban uh, and to our troops and to the world that there is no countdown clock on American lives. This politically driven um, campaign style messaging about August 31, as if the Taliban drives how long the United States military is there to evacuate our people and our allies is absurd. And it needs to be 100% crystal clear that we are gonna get our people out. And then point 1B, which flows directly from that, is we need to empower our military to push back the perimeter around Karzai International Airport so that the Taliban thugs don't control the pathways to the airport and can't move freely among the mass of humans that are at the wall and the wire of the airport. They're there because we've made them security promises and we need to keep our word. And that starts with the commander in chief being unambiguous about the position of the United States government and the United States military vis-a-vis our people, our close allies that are trying to get into that airport, and vis-a-vis the Taliban. And then at one point when we discharge those allies, what happens in Afghanistan? And what happens particularly if fighting is renewed between American forces and the Taliban? Would the uh, war continue uh, or would we be back involved in what has been called the forever war and that people seem to be allergic to? What's likely to to occur? Well, let's first just start with this term. Uh, The bumper sticker takeover of American decision making is a disgrace. And this term forever war has been nonsense from the beginning. And so we should do what should have been done long ago for the American people which is slow down and explain what we're actually doing in Afghanistan. We obviously are not in a forever war in Seoul, South Korea. We're not in a forever war in Japan. We're not in a forever war in Germany. And we have much, much larger numbers of troops in all three of those places, 30, 35,000 and 50,000 across those three geographies. Um, So first of all, the term forever war uh, flows from a bumper sticker myth about what is happening in Afghanistan. It has always been a false choice to say that we have to have zero people in Afghanistan, no troops, no planning, no support of what had been the official government of Afghanistan for the last 19 years. We've got it. The, the false choice was you have to have zero or you need 100, 150,000 occupying ground forces. We haven't had 100,000 people in Afghanistan in more than a decade. So the truth of the matter is, 
the Afghan National Security Forces were trained to fight with the support of American air power. And we should have never given away Bagram Air Force Base. This is one of the great military blunders in all of U.S. history. It makes no sense that we gave up Bagram Air Force Base. And cowardly, President Biden vacated that Air Force Base in the middle of the night where co-located forces where U.S. and Afghani troops had been fighting side by side. The Afghans had no idea that we were bugging out of there in the middle of the night. And so what has happened is, that the Biden administration has undermined the confidence of the Afghan security forces about what their own battle plans were because their plans included us in a certain limited way. And so what we need to do, what we needed to have done is continue to gather intelligence, continue to have spotters and special forces on the ground and provide air cover for the Afghan security forces who are the ones actually taking the casualties. We haven't lost an American serviceman or woman in Afghanistan in a year and a half. That's not true of almost any police department in America. And so the first thing is we need to understand what went wrong and how it happened. But for, for this moment, we need to be sure that we're pushing out the perimeter of the airport. You then raise, Michael, a really important question about what happens if there's a skirmish between Taliban forces at one of these checkpoints and American military forces. This is what the American military planners claimed they had contingency plans for when they naively pulled out of Bagram. So there's a lot there in the intel space that I can't talk about in this context, but obviously I'm incredibly dissatisfied with the fact that we had been told, we, the Senate Intelligence Committee, and this is not just Republicans, it's Republicans and Democrats have been told since April that there were contingency plans that the military had um, for some eventuality where the Taliban mounted an offensive on Kabul. And obviously those plans were inadequate, but there's still many things we can do, but operational details that I can't discuss here. Okay, many things that we can do. Is it possible Joe Biden can do them? Yesterday he was speaking with George Stephanopoulos and he couldn't see how the situation possibly could have been handled better. Uh, it, it does does Do you have any hope? I mean, I know you're a believer, but with God's help that Joe Biden finds his way to the kind of leadership that we need right now? Obviously, the president and his team need to back up and they need to stop viewing this as a PR crisis that they can just outlast a couple of news cycles about. That's obviously what was happening when the president yesterday answered a very real question um, about how should Americans understand these Afghan allies of ours. Again, these are not random people. The people who were at that airport are people that risk their lives as drivers and interpreters and co-belligerents. Uh, with us against the common enemy of the Taliban. When people try to stick to the sides of planes or climb onto landing gear, or get up in the landing gear well as, as a suicidal but uh, a, a sort of probabilistically improbable attempt to get out of a country where they know they're likely to be beheaded. And Stephanopoulos asked the president, how should Americans respond to this? And the president says he's indignant because that was four or five days ago. That is an asinine comment. The images are going to last for 100 years. But the American people are not talking about this as yesterday's, today's, or tomorrow's news cycle. They want to know that the commander-in-chief has a plan. And so the first thing that needs to happen is uh, Prime Minister Ron Klain's shell of protection around President Biden, putting him off 
in a in a hiding place at Camp David for days, and now he's repeatedly been unwilling to take any questions uh, from the press when he gets up and tries to change the subject. That team needs to pause and admit to the president that they screwed up, that their plans weren't there, and they need to stop viewing it as a PR crisis, and they need to empower the military to do what the military can do. Right now, we have Senator Sass. If, if I may say so, I think there, there are millions of people in this country who are grateful for your leadership and clarity on this issue. We've posted your longer statement that this is not Saigon. Uh, it's worse than Saigon. And your new statement, sass to Biden, go and get them. People can check it out at michaelmedved.com. Godspeed to Senator Ben Sass of Nebraska. We'll be right back. 1-800-955-1776.